Hello there, weary traveler. Welcome to the inn. Sit, sit, rest your feet. Why, it's a long journey on the road to Tavalon. Have a cup of tea. Or maybe a frothy ale. The light. Why, you're just in time for the entertainment. Here are your hosts, Tracy and Amber. Hello and welcome back. I'm here with my good friend Tracy. I'm here with my delightful friend Amber. And this is the road to Tarvalin today, finishing up the finale of Rings of Power, episode eight. Mm. And we've got the stranger wandering in the forest. I think I remember at the end of our last episode when you were like what do you think your predictions will be for the next one and I was like I think the weird creepy druid people are gonna play like a much bigger role and then like bam out of the gate there they were I was like ooh I'm better at this than I thought <laughs> well I mean to be fair there weren't that many options right like okay they okay, had to so play a big part I'm, right? I'm as good as like maybe an 8th grader at predicting what will happen next how's that is that better <laughs> I love it. No, you are absolutely right, though. Yeah. They, they did play a bigger part. I have to say that I was much more intrigued and invested in the plot line of the stranger and the hobbits and mm-hmm. the cultist people versus everything else. Agreed. This episode. Agreed. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Like, any time it went away from it, I was like, no, 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 no. I'm actually really digging the Harfoots. Go back. Go back. What? Yeah. The stranger is is Sauron? It was smart of them to, to leave that right there at the beginning, because then you think, yeah. oh, okay, like, I guess that's solved. I, I really, <laughs> I mean, I was like, no, no, no. I met that with disappointment. Really? Tell me more about that. Oh, so he's Sauron. That's mm-hmm. it. First few seconds of the episode. That's it. Mystery solved. <laughs> Clean our hands. Wrap it up. Let's go home. I mean, I didn't think that that was the end of it. But at the yeah. same time, I was like, oh, that's, I mean, all right, sure. But yeah. every time Halbrand popped up in the episode, it was like, no, it's it's him. It's him. If we if we just want to kind of do like a sliding back and forth on along the like the timeline of the the episode, finding out who Hal Halbrand really is, it makes way more sense than for it to be the stranger. Like he's been this weird, shady, mysterious, pushing back character the entire time. I mean, there's nothing as endearing about him, I guess. As there is about the stranger who's had little Nori who's like, you're good. You're not a peril. You know, like. Yeah, I guess the big, I guess, problem for me is that I don't understand why these cultists think that the stranger is Sauron. Mm -hmm. Like. I guess anyone who drops from the sky is a Sauron. <laughs> like, is that how it works? What is Maybe. a Sauron? Like, yeah. why? So we 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 come to find out that the stranger is Gandalf. I'm fairly certain. Yeah. But why? 
are wizard is Sauron also whatever race that wizards are like I don't understand the background of it to, for mm-hmm. this to make sense so like oh, okay yeah it falls flat for me in that Interesting. aspect I mean does it happen so often that creatures fall from the sky that it's like easy for them to be like oh nope sorry not you you're the other one yeah yeah I guess this is the problem and introducing this big mystery because i'm not a lore expert so Mm -hmm. like when these cultist people are saying like oh he's uh what is it an istar or something istar yeah you're right Mm -hmm. it's like okay so istar we find out later also means wizard so Mm -hmm. sauron is a wizard is Mm -hmm. that like is that right and if that's the case then why is he so powerful if he's just a wizard? He's a bad wizard? Like, I don't get it. So it kind of makes this whole mystery, like, on a scale mm-hmm. of 1 to 10, I'll give it, like, a 4, maybe. <laughs> it doesn't really, like, pique your interest hard? No, it doesn't. It really doesn't. I feel like so much of this series I've seen before. Mm. So... I'm going to find this really great tweet. Please. This is from Uno's Eyepatch. So tell me, is this, <laughs> tell me if this sounds familiar. Okay. What is this rings of power? What do these plot lines remind you of? Hot badass healer finds a stoic warrior. Mm-hmm. Orc chase through the woods. Uh-huh. Who was the mystery protagonist? Oh, yeah. Evil Temptation finale. <laughs> Does that feel like anything that you've seen before? Hmm. 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 It does have a familiar ring to it. It really, really does. Yeah. Interesting. And the Wheel of Time did that with like a fraction of the budget, like a teeny tiny little baby fraction. I mean, it was yeah. still a lot of money, but. Right. But comparatively. You know, but these are all the same storylines. And I mean, truth be told, ha- having gone through both seasons now, I still land on liking the Wheel of Time series better, like the TV series better than the Rings of Power series. Yeah. And I don't know. I mean, I guess it's not fair for me to decide which ones I think is better, considering like I have a stronger attachment to one. A- attachment background (laughs) everything with the wheel of time the source material like it's it's something that i feel like i know quite a bit more about versus anything lord of the rings hobbit yeah that makes sense when i read that tweet i was shocked i was like oh Mm -hmm. oh yeah right yeah you're right uno's eye patch you're 100 (laughs) percent right I think we even said something at some point when Bronwyn and Aaron Deer. You did. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, mm-hmm. is this is this Landon Nynaeve? Like, yeah. I mean, seriously, if you were going to go for the traditional, what people canon wise would potentially see Nynaeve looking like, I think Bronwyn oh, would yeah. probably You're be right. like way closer to right. what they had been expecting than who the Wheel of Time. Zoe Robbins, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just yeah. stick a braid on her. It's, exactly. Yeah. 
and she's fucking naive. But I mean, I to, I understand recycling oh, material. No, it's okay. And like trying to find something that works for you, but I feel like you could have done a lot more with like this storyline. And again, I feel like I didn't really get into it until like close to the end. I I was like, "Oh, you guys finally pulled together a good episode." The finale was good. It wasn't it was, like It was good. It but it wasn't like whoa what a finale i can't wait for the next season like it wasn't that kind of finale it was like get in and get ready for like maybe another two years before we get another season like that's how it feels and i think i've seen somewhere what it will be a while before another season comes out that's so scary i mean it's so scary to me that all this money was invested, especially like if this is what they are going to use as their meter mm-hmm. to see like how well fantasy mm-hmm. is received from mm-hmm. Prime Video. So I'm like, I want it. I want this show to be great, to be amazing, mm-hmm. to be awesome, so that our overlord Jeffrey Bezos keeps <laughs> handing out money. <laughs> to these projects and investing in them same because there's i mean there's so many fantasy series and sci-fi series and books that i've read where i'm like oh that would make a great adaptation right and i want more of this in my life mm-hmm. <laughs> so same same it's such a beautiful and artistic thing to be able to do with another media form that allows for that. I mean, seriously, all of the things that you can do with a fantasy sci-fi series at this point with cinematography is like a bajillion light years of, ahead of what anything that had been thought of a hundred years ago when it was like first getting started. And this is like, for me, I want this to be like the time for yeah. fantasy yeah. sci-fi kind of series to like really push it out of the park. And I think it's possible. I think it's possible if the writers, producers, everyone can recognize that it's not necessarily how much money you dump into it. It's how you use it. It's what your writing is. It's how you get to people. Like, Yeah, I think the base, like the biggest portion that you need is like solid, solid writing, like yes. seasoned professionals here that I don't know like I guess not every single person in the writer's room needs to be a 40-year veteran or something like that because that's stale but at the same time this sounds kind of mean but I'm thinking of how recently like a lot of the Marvel Star Wars all the everything on Disney right now Mm -hmm. like a lot of it feels kind of like mass produced like mm, and churned mm-hmm. out quick i will yeah. say i thought she hulk was actually really funny and probably one of the better series because it was so unlike all of the others it's like I a didn't... court law drama with what? like superheroes <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah i didn't even know this was a thing this is a thing yes yes wow so like, okay i mean maybe i'm not the uh typical marvel gal but mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I'll check this out. And the episodes are really short. So it's okay. like over very quickly. But I don't know. Like, sometimes it just feels like 
if it has the branding of like something like Wheel of Time, Game of Thrones, Lord of mm-hmm. the Rings, mm-hmm. X Men, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, like that is enough to carry it through. Yeah. When it can also make it like reliant on the name and a lot of it feel like filler, just like they wanted yes. to produce something. So yes. here it is. I mean, honestly, that's why I haven't watched a single one of them. As like to me, it's just a it's just another block for mass producing something that creates more money for something that I don't necessarily want to have more money. I feel bad enough about my Amazon Prime membership. Thank you very much. I don't need to feed into the Disney machine too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I mean. I know we try to stay away from comparisons, but I feel as though since they're being created by the same studio with Wheel of Time and with Rings of Power, like, I feel like there's a level of heart to Wheel of Time that is missing from the rings of power because i think that amazon missed out by not actually having the rights that they needed to to like really tap into authentic original tolkien fans without like turning them away because my understanding is so much of this is based on is that what you mean like is that what you mean by heart like the source material kind of Yeah, I mean, if we had Wheel of Time and it was just based off of what Brandon Sanderson added to it instead of what Robert Jordan did, or maybe it's just the companion that somehow gets to, that's dumb. Yeah, but I think you know that what would I be mean? more. Of, I think that would be more of a good uh, analogy because that's yeah? I feel like more of what the Silmarillion is versus what you know. Like the actual the like rings books are, yeah. It's more like the prehistoric prehistory, I guess. Yeah. So it's like taking information that I feel a lot of people who have loved Lord of the Rings for a long time were probably maybe excited about. I really don't know. Like again, Lord of the Rings is not our realm <laughs> or Wheel of yeah. Time people. So I mean, I guess. I, I've talked to friends of mine who are hardcore Lord of the Rings fans, and they feel very meh about the series. So I feel like we can't be too far off on our assessment of what it is and how it's being received by, you know, others. Yeah, but I would say the same thing. Okay, like since we're in a very Wheel of Time-centric bubble, Right. Like when you look at the ratings for both of these series, they're not that far off from each other. They really aren't. And I think that for many, very many Wheel of Time fans, they would say that the series is meh. Because, Mm -hmm, I mean, mm -hmm. it still happens on our YouTube channel. We have people like, did you read the same books I did, Shills? (laughs) And it's like, okay, well, um, anyways... (laughs) I think with Rings of Power here, like this last episode, Mm -hmm. there were some moments that I thought were really, really good and it made me really emotional and Mm -hmm. I really felt something. Agreed. But the Hallbrand is Sauron Mm -hmm. mystery, who is Sauron, Mm -hmm. it didn't get me. No. It didn't get me. Mm -mm. Mm Mm-mm. 
I guess at least that's one of the questions answered. <laughs> I guess they can go forward now. Like, it's not yeah. a thing anymore. It's, it's, it's not it's the done. thing that's dragging us into season two. I mean, it was also a plotline from The Wheel of Time, Who's the Dragon Reborn, that I didn't really care about either so that's true maybe i'm just not a who is secret identity person mystery fan they're not speaking to you with this Mm -hmm. train of the you know whatever storyline brain come (laughs) on all aboard the train of the (laughs) storyline thank you you totally saved that you saved that i needed that Okay, so we've got, I want to say, three plot lines here in this episode. There is Mm -hmm. the stranger and the Harfoots. Mm -hmm. There is everything happening with the elves and Galadriel and Halbrand, a.k.a. Sauron. Mm -hmm. And then we have this very, very small look into Numenor that's really Mm -hmm. quick and... Mm-hmm. It's over and done with before you know it. It is. And yeah, good point. This whole episode, I was like, you know, it'd be nice, like, check in and see what my favorite dwarves are doing. Hey, right. you know, it would be cool. Like, how's Theo and Erendir and Bronwyn doing? Like, I sure hope they're doing okay. But it's right. like, oh, like, forget about these people. They mean nothing. Not even a mention of them. No. Nope. <laughs> like, they're dead. Maybe that's like what the the wrap up storyline was supposed to be for us on what was it episode seven? Yeah, yeah. Was seven. Okay, okay. So like they're all off on their way now, and maybe that was their exit from this season, and now we reconnect with them in season two. Like maybe that's why we didn't come back to them. We were supposed to feel like. Like they're all just the, traveling and setting their plot up their line lives was all again. Tied up neatly in a bow, I guess. I don't know. It, I don't know about that. More like it's in motion towards its next destination. You know what I mean? Like they're in travel mode now. All of the people, Theo, Arendir, Bronwyn, the villagers, like they're getting away from where they had been and they're going to wherever this former elvish Mm -hmm. location place had been so like we probably won't really see them again until maybe they've been established there for a minute (laughs) and they're waiting for Halbrand to show up (laughs) Tracy this is exactly my question though I was like does that mean that next season is just like every group of people dealing with like rut row there's a Sauron on the loose now we all know like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, yeah. I would have cut the mystery out, totally revealed him in like episode two and just got on with it. Yeah, yeah. But that's me. Maybe we were supposed to feel more attached to him than we did. I was not attached. I mean, like, here's no. the thing. The only attachment I had is, like, after finding out that Hallbrand is the big baddie, he just got more attractive to me. And I was like, <laughs> well, you know, Galadriel, like, why not? Are you not? sure it wasn't his, his wardrobe upgrade? I felt like that helped considerably at the end where he's finally wearing something that looks like clothes. Like, <laughs> I think it he, looks gets, like, like he gets, like, he gets one moment up. in armor. And, he, and you're like, oh, okay. 
Not bad, oh, not bad. And then and like five seconds later, he's back to wearing like sleeveless tunics again and like all ripped up. And I'm like, do you ever wear real clothes? Do you ever just put clothes on? <laughs> Ditch Albert? the tunics. You know who's also, <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with me. I don't know. You know who's also attractive that I just, it's the actor that plays Gil Galad out of, mm-hmm. out of elven makeup where I'm like, well, Damn, you look like a totally different person. Look he does. I agree. I didn't recognize him when I was going through the cast list. I was like, where's that guy? I don't yeah. see that guy in the and show. Adar, Adar is Benjen Stark. I didn't know that. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Recycling, recycling char- uh, actors and characters from so many different things. It's interesting. I kind of I mean, like it, though. Like, this bounce across, like, the fantasy genres. Like, the fact that Matt Smith from Doctor Who is in a show that comes from Game of Thrones just tickles me. I love that because they're very different fandoms. Mm -hmm. But, like, if you're a Doctor Who fan, if you're a Matt Smith fan, you just kind of can't resist being pulled into something that he's in because he's so good as the Doctor. Like, Personal opinion, I think his seasons are the best. And, like, if you're a Game of Thrones fan and you loved Benjamin Stark, getting to see him act again as Adar in Rings of Power is, like, potentially a draw for another viewer. You know? Like, I love how it's... It's not necessarily typecasting people. It's genre casting people. (laughs) You get to be in fantasy. You get to be in sci-fi. You get to do this thing. Like that kind of thing, which is why, which is why West Chatham should be Talmanes and Wheel of Time. Boom. This is, Mike this is why, this is why. So we have this business with the stranger. He sees Nori. It's not Nori. Then we move to the elf kingdom. One of the things that caught me after all of our horse talk, <laughs> Galadriel was like, <laughs> We rode six days without rest. And I'm like, really? You're going to do that to the horses to again? To the horses? Those For one, horses. I don't think horses can run six days with no rest. I no. mean, that's just my opinion on Are they magic elf animal horses? life. Yeah, magic, I mean... magic elk horses. <laughs> I mean, there has um, to be some reason why they were able to do that. That just doesn't. Maybe she was add up. exaggerating, maybe dr- dramatic emphasis, and we're just supposed to be like, okay, whatever, that's not really what that meant. Yeah, horses can totally ride for, you know, six <laughs> days nonstop, no sleep, sure. I know nothing Anyways. about the functioning of anything living. <laughs> I, don't, what, I don't even know what an animal is. I'm, ask me nothing. I know nothing. <laughs> Yeah. We have Hallbrand meeting Celebrimbor. I really like the actor for Celebrimbor. He's right. just he's really lovable. I agree. One of the cooler shots in the series, I think, was his workshop. It was very yeah. cool inside there. When like the, had the this... thing opened up and it like did the lowering down with the camera effect. Yeah. Yeah. It had this kind of cool elven steampunk appeal. I like yeah. it. Mm-hmm. We move to Numenor. This is like that really short, quick thing where Farazhan is commissioning these artists to like mm-hmm. catch the likeness of the dying mm-hmm. king. Mm-hmm. And this whole sequence was so weird. It was so, it was weird. so weird. It was so it was... weird. 
<laughs> so Arian, Arian, uh-huh. the daughter of Elendil, we have her like sketching away and then the dying king like grabs her hand and he's like mumbling something about prophecy and he wants to warn his daughter Mir- mm-hmm. Muriel to restore Numenor back to the days of old, I guess. Yeah. And yeah, because without it, yeah, destruction for everyone. Right, because I don't know why. Because prophecy, I hate right? prophecy. I hate prophecy. This whole thing didn't need because to be this in is here. how it's used. Yeah. this is why I don't like prophecy because it is just like just plop it down into the story to get characters on a mission to do whatever. Yeah, but none of this needed to happen. We already knew the king was dying. The king has been dying since we met him. So it's not as though we needed, like, any additional reminder for when Muriel comes back later and, of course, the king has died. Like, and why do we need Arian to touch the eye? Why do we need that? Is that a thing? It's not even supposed to be here. Wouldn't Muriel have gone to go check on it herself? She knows about that room and the secret eye place, right? Doesn't she have her hand on it at some point earlier in the season? I have no idea. I mean, that was even one of my questions where mm-hmm. maybe like I just totally spaced out when that had happened where I'm like, it could what be is making she, it up. What is she touching? Mm-hmm. Why? Like what 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 is the deal with this? But I think the whole, like, king talking about the prophecy, I don't think it was about, like, him. It was about Numenor and what has to happen to Numenor Mm -hmm. so that, like, we as the viewers need a side to cheer for where it's Mm -hmm. like, yes, like, we have to restore things back to how it was. Mm -hmm. Farazhan, you dope. Like, what are you doing? (laughs) Everything bad's going to happen if you don't heed the advice of the dying Mm -hmm. king and this young girl who told him, who he told this one thing. It wasn't my favorite plot line. And then the Mm -hmm. only other time Numenor shows up is when... Queen Regent Muriel and Elendil are like having this moment mm-hmm. in the belly of the ship. Are they a couple now? I guess. Is that what's I happening? Guess. And they like go above deck to see mm-hmm. to see all of the black, black flags and mm-hmm. black sails to like signify the king is dead. And I'm like, okay, like done with Numenor for now. <laughs> Which means, like, we have way more Numenor coming up, I guess, next season, which I'm not particularly thrilled about. It felt as though each storyline was wrapped up almost too neatly. Like, a lot of times I want to know what the mystery coming next is going to be. And really, with, like, the way everything ended for each of these storylines, I'm like, well, I mean, if you didn't come out with another season, I wouldn't be dying to know what happened i wouldn't be like why aren't you yeah or like where's the next storyline what's the next big thing happening because they could end this now and i wouldn't care if there was a season two you know like that's the thing i'll watch it when it comes out but i agree with you that they did wrap everything up like very nicely almost too nicely yeah to the point where if there wasn't a season two i would just assume like that's how the end of it goes. Like, yeah, we solved the mystery. We found Sauron. I guess that's it. We figured out the <laughs> mithril thing. 
you know, yeah. like, yeah. Halbrand comes in as somehow the genius of the room and is like, what if you try to amplify the power? What if we're trying to bind it too tightly? What if we need to let it, like, have room to expand? Blah, blah, blah. I'm Halbrand the genius all of a sudden. What? What? Okay, so if Halbrand was Sauron this whole time, does uh-huh. that mean that he was just out on his little raft, like, trying to find a Galadriel? Like, <laughs> was he fishing for, the best? for elves out there? I mean, is, what is going on? Is there on? an elf around? Has anyone seen an elf? Maybe one with a dagger? He's just, he's just, just trolling the waters <laughs> near where all the elven ships go by, like, <laughs> hoping, just hoping that one falls off. Like, I... Or, or chooses to jump. He was Hullbrand, like, halfway through, and then at one point, like, Sauron body snatched him. But Oh, interesting. I like that idea. If that's the case, it would have had to been before he gets to Numenor, because that's when he was, like, smithing and playing with weapons and being impressive. Yeah. That's Sauron's <laughs> hobby. <laughs> When I'm not being evil, I'm working in my smith. <laughs> well, no, like, isn't Sauron, like, part of his title is, like, the smith of something? I looked it up earlier. Oh, I think, I have like, that no was supposed idea. to be one of the, one of the clues, one of the hints that he's a... Really? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. No, I didn't know that, but I like it. Yeah. So I'm just saying, like, I feel like if that's the case, then it had to be before mm. Numenor that the body snatching happened, which only leaves on Elendil's boat. So the only thing that I could I could think of when I was trying to figure out, you know, like how Hallbrand slash Sauron ends up being on that little rafty thing was Kind of in the same way that the stranger landed. Maybe he landed. Hallbrand fell he... out of the sky on a raft. <laughs> no, 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 no. But fell down on the sky. I mean, remember the destruction created when the stranger landed? Like it just it created an entire crater. So what's mm-hmm. not to say that like his landing didn't somehow wipe out a ship, leave a bunch of straggly Oh, 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 oh. I see what like, you mean. Refugees like... and pieces of Flotsam yeah. for him to be able to float around on. And then it was just a coincidence that he and ran into And then it was just Galadriel. a coincidence. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, when the when the Druid people are like, he's this isn't the right one, he, it's the other one. So maybe it was, like, a, a two-for-one <laughs> dropping Two-for-one sky-dropping. Sky. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> he's like a cargo airdrop. <laughs> well, if we're going to let one go, we might as well do both of them. All right, guys. <laughs> Yeah, but then it's just, and I guess if that's the case, then it's just like him bumping into Galadriel was just like that convenient yeah, yeah, thing that happened yeah. for him. And, yeah, and I mean, he but even... No, 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 that can't be no? because, because Galadriel was looking for Sauron for hundreds of years, right? That's why those armies were fighting. Well, that's true. I guess I always just thought of him as like, this reincarnated spirit that drops out of the sky kind of yeah i don't i mean remember so like we got a body for this one throw him down (laughs) and also like what is the gods of this world to where like what is the religion like Mm. what 
Is there reincarnation? I don't know. I don't know. I'm missing some things, but maybe I'm trying to relate it to other things mm-hmm. and it doesn't need to be like that at all. I'm so helpful, you know, because I'm, <laughs> I don't know anything, like everything is a hypothesis at this moment. Yeah, but that's like this whole series is. I mean, mm, nothing feels true. concrete. But yep. I think with this whole last episode, the whole fight between the stranger and the culty chicks. Ooh, that's just where I got to on my cool. notes, too. It's yes. pretty cool. Yeah. Like, we've got Nori, Poppy, Sadduk, and Marigold, like, coming to the rescue. And they so are my cute. dream team, you know? They're like, they so are just... Good. I love them. They're small but mighty. And then mm-hmm. we have this switcheroo where they think that they're tying up the stranger, but really it was the head priestess, cultist lady, and Mm -hmm. she does some interpretive dance walking, and... What was that? Did you notice that as well? Yes! It ruined... I was was like, wow, this scene is really good. This scene is really great. And then all of a sudden, she started walking, and I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) I'm glad I'm not the only one. Like, I I had... Mars Attacks, like the scene where, do you know that movie? I've heard you talk about it multiple times, and I know what it is, but I don't know. The scene where the woman walks, and it's like all weird and flowy and like kind of creepy, and what the fuck is that? Like, that's how I felt connected to this. That's how I felt. It was crazy. It was like, I can't do it with my gift elbow, but it was like. It was almost like in between an ostrich walk and like fluid movement i'm sure they had her do that for a reason because they right. want them to look creepy or whatever yeah but anyways it, it, it threw me it threw me i was like you know you'd be so much faster at what you're doing if you just walked normally right. you're slowing yourself down what are you doing you're in are a you rush to lose here <laughs> go faster and then okay so like they're they're knocking around the stranger quite a bit yeah and he's getting like whooshed around with secret super staff maneuvers Mm -hmm. and i think my favorite scene of this entire episode was him waking to all of the fire around him Mm -hmm. and nori he like opens his eyes and she's just right they're holding the staff and like you know kind of like coaxing him to take it Mm -hmm. take it Mm -hmm. and then oh my god tracy oh my god it cuts to marigold and she's holding like sadik and poppy and she says close your eyes it'll only hurt for a moment oh my god i'm choking up just trying to read that line off my paper (laughs) oh god that got me. That got me. I was weeping. Yeah. Weeping. There, there were definitely a few moments of tears. Oh, yeah. In, in this that I was not expecting to it have. Didn't, didn't get any easier because, mm-hmm. like, Stranger wins, turns the bad guys to moths, and then it's like, oh, shit, Sadduck is dying. Mm. And he's like, the missus will be waiting for me. And I'm like, oh, Christ, I'm Right. Again. I just want to sit here and watch the sunrise, sunrise for a moment, if you don't Kill mind. Me. Kill oh. me. <laughs> I, 
I am not meant for this. <laughs> and that's where I have to say that this episode really stood out for me. Mm-hmm. The lines like that, mm-hmm. the writing was so good. So good. But so everywhere good. else, I'm just kind of like, well, I don't know. Yeah. And then it's continued at the end of the episode when Nori's saying her goodbyes. <gasps> her Poppy, mom. Yeah. And Poppy gives her the cold shoulder yeah. and then comes running and she says, why does everyone I love have to leave? And I was like, just, you know, knife me in the heart right yeah. here. Like, bawling again. Yeah. So. When Nori's leaving the line in that one, that really got to me was when Nori t- Nori, I can't even say it. So right? But she's like, I'll be careful. And her mom's like, no, you'll be bold. And I was like, oh, oh my that God, one got she will be. That one got me too. Oh my God, I couldn't even handle it. I was like, what? What good mom response. Like, yeah, this whole love- time, everybody's been like, stay on track and, you know, no one goes off trail and Nori keeps being herself and now she's like, I see you. And that's exactly who you are. And yeah, like, yeah. Get it, mom. Be boldly, so good. Be boldly okay. who you are, young. Wipe away my tears. Young <laughs> Hobbit. No, I really oh, I loved all so of these. So good. When she's like when she's kneeling in front of the stranger, she says, Only you can show what you are. And I was like it really doesn't get more black and white between one side pulling for good and one side pulling for evil than like this scene right here. But there was something about that black and whiteness that I enjoyed more than I normally do. Like I was like, yes, we need a good or evil outcome at the end of this. And then the stranger stands up and is like, no, I'm, good and i'm like yeah you are yeah you are <laughs> like <laughs> like lifted my arms in the air and was like yes yes yeah. <laughs> i was not expecting that <laughs> that reaction from me this is i think where it really stood out and just you know it pulled all the punches it could and it really got me like wrapped in and i think maybe it's just something about when we have this stranger, he's just reduced to the very few memories that he has, which is barely yeah. nothing. So yeah. it's it's almost like this childlike state and something like that can't be evil. It doesn't he can't think for himself in this moment because mm-hmm. he doesn't even know who or what he is. He can't yeah. be bad, you know? Mm-hmm. He can only be yeah. taught like or remember if he's bad or good. And then we have the Harfoots who are just for the most part, so wholesome and, you know, like the childlike appearance Mm -hmm. and there's something about this whole plot line that I think was really the best part of the series. And I guess maybe that's why I also like the dwarves because they're a little bit less human-like. And mm-hmm. then, like, when you go bigger, it seems like, in this mm-hmm. world, things get more complex, mm-hmm. and it gets more gray, like, morally mm-hmm. gray. Mm-hmm. But, like, as you <laughs> get smaller in size, it's almost like wholesomeness. Yeah. Focus on family, community, and, like, collective contributions, I feel like, would be a really strong factor that we see in both the dwarves and the harfoots and 
I mean, not to say that the humans don't come together and, you know, take care of each other in the Southland battles, but they also... They have ambition. Yeah, and they fracture, too. Like, you have, like, one part of them that's like, oh, you know what, this, like, this is the easier path, this evil path, we're going to go this way, and then you have the other, like, group. We don't have a fracture like that in the dwarves and the... Well, hmm. Not like that we don't. Yeah, I think the thing with the dwarves, though, is that they're not good liars. You know what I mean? Like, they're (laughs) so blunt and honest about how they feel that you kind of always know where you stand with them. And so thinking of something like that as evil, it's kind of hard. Because if Mm -hmm. someone was evil, if there was an evil dwarf out there, like, Mm -hmm. he'd have to be a pretty good, wear a pretty good mask. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a good point, too. Mm-hmm. But, like, someone like Disa, even even the king, King Durin, who I guess would be, like, the most, like, I'm doing air quotes, like, bad guys of the Yeah, dwarves, yeah. Everything that he's coming from makes total sense, and it doesn't mm-hmm. make him a bad person. He's yeah. trying to make sure that his people don't die, so. Yeah, yeah. It's, he's not a bad dude. Yeah. I mean, I don't have that much more that I want to even talk about, except I think the whole camera sequence where it goes from Galadriel questioning Halbrand about who he is mm-hmm. to her going into like this dreamscape. I guess like he, yeah, I don't know, I Sauron can like affect your memories or what you're seeing or whatever and they go to some other mind realm and she's yeah. there with Finrod her brother and then she's on back on the raft with Halbrand and we have that cool mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. camera shot where everything flips and you can see the reflection in the water and that's really awesome looking yeah and then it turns out she was actually drowning and Elrond pulls her out yep it was cool. I mean, it was cool to look at, but yeah, I, I wasn't as affected emotionally as I was with the Harfoots. No, I think the one of the things that kept throwing me off about that scene for like difficulty of like getting into it was just how Hallbrand kept saying things like, "Excuse me." I alone see you for who you are. I see your brightness. Everyone else doubts you and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, why? Why? He's like every terrible boyfriend that gaslights right? his new fiance. That was exactly what I was thinking. And so yeah. I, was, I was really glad that at like every opportunity, Galadriel was like, no, no, no. I was like, thanks, because that is so easy to fall for that like flattery when you feel as though you don't necessarily belong to the group that you should belong to. You're a bit of an outcast like she's been with them, him. They've had some really intense moments together. Like it would be easy for her to just like capitulate here and be like, yes, you're flattery. Hooray, you see me. Someone finally sees me. And she's like, you know who sees me? Me. And I got this. Fuck off, Sauron. And I liked it. Yeah, I think my favorite part of this whole Galadriel, Hallbrand, Sauron scenario is right at the end before 
she's like underwater mm-hmm. like you have these really intense flashes like where mm-hmm. the camera angle is just getting like really close up in the face mm-hmm. and then it's like it's like face eyes screaming but it's mm-hmm. done in like choppy bits so it's her him her him she screams he screams mm-hmm. and the absolute just like feral scream of Galadriel like just this powerful like, <laughs> just you know like sh- you know where she stands she is Heck not yeah. close to like falling for his flattery and charm mm-hmm. or whatever mm-hmm. and she's pissed you know yeah she's pissed because not only has he duped her this entire time now she has to eventually she's gonna have to fess up to the other elves yep. about who she brought into the workshop and yeah. whoops yeah and, i mean it can't be that far off because the end of the whole series is elrond standing there with this scroll of the history of the bloodlines of the king Mm -hmm. of the southlands so Mm -hmm. like he's not a dummy he's gonna work it out Mm -hmm. and by that time it's too late they already forged the rings so yep they're already done it's like it looks like season two that's the yep season two more rings of power (laughs) (laughs) how many more will we get i'm assuming there's nine um so we got seven more to go because there's, no, well, six there's, there's rings for the dwarves and rings for men, right? Isn't that how, what happens? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, are they going to make each group their its own oh season? Oh my god, is every season going to have A each? New... <laughs> and with that hopeful note. <laughs> we bid you adieu. I hope you enjoyed our wrap-up of the Rings of Power. Like and subscribe. Goodbye. Goodbye. (laughs) Thanks so much for joining us. We will continue to release new episodes every Wednesday. We would love if you would subscribe to the podcast, leave us reviews, and share us with your friends in the Wheel of Time community. Let us know what you thought of our content. Correct us. Send us things we may have missed. You can find links to our email and social media accounts in the show notes. And if you have the Anchor app, leave a voice message for us to play in upcoming episodes. We also have a website where you can find links to our Discord channel, social media platforms, and merch shop. So until next week, thanks for joining us on the road to Tarvalin.